Psalm 124, we're going to read a, a portion of Scripture. Actually, we're going to read the entire Psalm 124. And don't worry, it's not. Uh, Psalms 119 has, I think, 70-something verses. This only has eight, so we're good. Uh, Psalms 124, if you turn your Bibles there or your devices there. You know, I picked up a, an article. I saw, sorry, I saw a video, actually, of a, a shop owner. He was a, a corner shop owner. His name was Charlie Patel. Uh, he was in Massachusetts in the United States. Uh, and what happened was he was just running his shop as normal. Uh, um, and all of a sudden, uh, a gang member came in uh, holding a massive blade and said, open the register. And he's not, he's not silly. He's like, okay. <laughs> well, what would you do? Yeah, someone come with a blade or a gun or something like that, open the register. Listen, it's not, it's not worth dying for that stuff. Uh, so he just said, okay, fine, I'll open the register. He stepped aside, opened the register, stepped aside. And the guy with his blade in his hand was beginning um, to, to take all the money um, and so on. But what the robber didn't realize is that Mr. Patel's friend who was with him was an on-duty police officer. Um, and as he was at the back there, I think he was buying donuts. <laughs> Amen. He dropped the donuts and saw the guy stealing the money. Yeah? So he went there and just looked at him just to see what he was doing, making sure, is he actually stealing this money while I'm here? And he says, yeah, okay, he carried on. So then he pulled out his gun and pointed at him. Um, and it's like the robber just kind of said, okay, I, I see what time it is now. <laughs> I came to a gunfight with a knife. Yeah, it's not really, not really going to work. Uh, so he was promptly arrested. Um, he, uh, he tried to plead not guilty, but um, he was sent to prison. Um, but I say that because Charlie Patel, at the end of all of this, he was interviewed, says, you know, was you scared? He says, yes, I was scared. But he said these words, he says, had it not been for my friend, the police officer who was with me, who knows what would have happened? And he said, Has it, had it been not for that person or my friend who was there, right there by, by my side, I don't know if I'd be alive to tell you this story today. And I say that because situations in life can be completely turned around because of who is with you. Come on. The things we go through, the, the trials we're going through, the issues we're going through uh, can complete, completely be reversed uh, because who is on your side? That's why David said, I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Why? Because you are with me. Come on now. Because who is with you makes a huge difference. So I want to preach a sermon of entitled uh, Emmanuel. Come on now. Because we know that when Jesus came into the world, we understand that when uh, this uh, baby was born to the virgin, they said uh, that a virgin uh, will conceive and you shall call him Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And that word Emmanuel, that name Emmanuel, it's my brother's name. There's a few people here called Emmanuel. Uh, is powerful because it reminds us what Jesus Christ came to do. Jesus Christ came so that he can dwell amongst us. So we can say, oh, Emmanuel, God with us. Let's read Psalms 124, verse number one. We're going to start and read the whole psalm. The Bible says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, in other words, repeat. Verse number two, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, 
Then they would have swallowed us alive with their, uh, when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the, na- blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. Our soul has encamped as a bird, or sorry, our soul has escaped, sorry, as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. In verse number eight here, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Let's quickly pray this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord God. For your word, we thank you for sending your son. We thank you, God, that you are our help. God, we thank you that you, the creator of the universe, are with us and are on our side. God, we pray, Lord, that you would speak to us, God, that we can remember, God, that you was with us and you will be with us. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. Amen. First of all, I want to look and consider with you the first point uh, is uh, looking back. Or remembering. You see, looking back uh, is important. How many drivers in the house up in here? Raise your hand, you're a driver in this place. Uh, um, how many learn to drive in this country here? Raise your hand in this place, all right? Come on now. Now, one thing, I'm not saying that if you didn't learn to drive in this, you can't drive. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, one thing that was uh, crucial in this country when you're learning to drive, uh, when you're going, there's so many things you've got to remember, so many things you've got to do. But my instructor kept on saying, remember, whenever you're driving, remember to look in the rear view mirror. He says, make it a point to look in the rear view mirror. And he says, listen, even on your test, just exaggerate it. You know, the rear view mirror, you can just do that with your eyes. He says, no, when you're testing, make sure you do that so everybody knows you're looking in the rear view mirror. Because he says it's important to look back. And I want to draw from that time as when I was learning to drive to remember to look back. Because as we go through life, sometimes we get to a problem or we get to an obstacle and we forget to look back at what the Lord has done previously. So when we see what's in front of us, we may get flustered. We see the problems that is around us and we may start to get depressed. Anxiety may set in. But sometimes we just need to stop and look in the view mirror and see what God has delivered us from in the past and that will give us courage that will give us a future for our hope can you say amen in this place our verse in verse number one said if it had not been the Lord who was on our side he had to repeat that he says if it wasn't for the Lord listen we need to unpack the scripture this morning we notice the tense he's talking it's in the past tense in other words he's looking back he's taking stock of his life. He is analyzing the events that played out in his life. And how many know it's it's wise for a man to learn or look back and learn some things? Can you say amen in this place? We need to look back at past failures and learn some things. Look back at past successes and past victories and learn some things. We need to remember what has happened. And when you do that, it produces a few things. You need to remember who is writing this psalm. You must remember what David actually went through, the things he has gone through. We need to look back. And when you do look back, it produces a few things. The first thing I want to look, like, look at you is that it produces a realisation 
He said, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, he can look back and said, it was God. It was the Lord himself that delivered me. And the reason why it's important is because some people in life do not realize that all along the Lord has been keeping you. The Lord has been protecting you. The Lord has been guiding you, pulling you out of certain situations, allowing certain situations to happen, to build perseverance and character. Listen, we have to look back and realize, oh, had it not been for the Lord, I don't know if I'd have been alive today. Had it not been for the Lord, I don't know if I'd still be married today. Had it not been for what God has done, I don't know if I'd be in my right mind today. Sometimes we need to look back and see what the Lord has done. You know, failed suicide attempts. Sometimes people can think that's just a coincidence. No, you need to look back and say, God had something bigger for you. That's why it didn't work. I was speaking to a person a couple of months ago. He tried to commit suicide three times, tried to hang himself. The rope snapped, tried to overdose. The police found him just in time, pumped his stomach in the ambulance. Three times he did this and and I said bro you need to turn back and look God has got something for you God doesn't want you to be taken out this way and you need to look back and say had the Lord not have done that I would have been in a terrible position we need to look back and realize what God has done in Luke chapter 12 we see Jesus healed 10 lepers Miraculously, he said, go, take yourself to the priest, show yourself. And we know that only one came back. In Luke 12, verse number 17, it says, So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? In other words, he's saying, Was there no one else that is able to look back and recognize what I've done in their life? Was there no one else able to look back and see why I have kept them and protected them? Was there no one that was able to look back and see him, the sovereignty of God? How many know that God is sovereign over all? God is in complete control over all. And when we look back, we realize his hand is all over us. We realize what God has done. That's what Joseph did when he said to his brothers, listen, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Come on, he looked back at his life and saw all the pain, all the trouble. He says, yes, you did this. He realized that basically saying, had it not been for the Lord, your evil would have prevailed. But God was there all along. God was there protecting me. God was the one bringing me through. When we look back, we see the size of the problem. Yes, it may look large. But when we look back, we also should see the size of our God who has never left our side. Can you say amen in this place? We need to understand that God was back there we have the realization that it was God bringing us through you know sometimes when we go through something we can't see anything it's only when you go forward and you see and you look back in your life you understand God it was you all along when you look back you have realization when you look back another thing you have is gratefulness In the style of language we have in verse number one and verse number two, it says, uh, you know, it kind of shows a a language of gratefulness. He's saying, had it not been for the Lord who was on our side. In other words, if anyone else was there, we would have failed. But thank God, God was there. 
We should have some gratefulness. You know, sometimes people go through life and, and yes, things are not perfect right now. They're not going to be until we step across eternity and we leave this inc- uh, corruptible life, a uh, corruptible body and swap it for an incorruptible body. So sometimes, you know, things are not going to be perfect. But when people go through life and they're complaining and there's issues and, and all they can focus on is the bad things, there's no gratefulness. Sometimes I need to stop the person and say, okay, this is wrong, this is wrong. But listen, you're standing here breathing. You're standing here. There's another opportunity. You may have gone through some things, but God has brought you thus far and there's still a heart that's beating inside your chest. There's still things you can do. We should look back with some gratefulness if we're here. God's amazing grace has brought us through. We should look back with some gratefulness. When we look back in the rearview mirror, we should have some gratefulness to say, man, I made it here. I'm here in this life. I'm here right here because God's mercy, God's grace has brought me through. And there's a song that says, where would I be? You only know. It talks about the grace of God. It talks about, listen, if it wasn't for your grace, I don't know where I'd be. I don't know what I would be doing. When we look back, it brings a realization, but it also brings us to gratefulness. I want to look secondly with you about the perils in life. See, the perils in life, the psalmist goes on to say, had it not been for the Lord, and he goes on to describe what would have happened if the Lord would not have been of help. It says in our scripture, it says, had it not been for the Lord, when men rose up against us, in verse number three, then it says, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their wrath was kindled against us. The first peril I want to look at is people. How many know there's some people who should have loved you? Some people who should have cared for you have actually hurt you. Some people who should have encouraged you. Some people should have given you a word of encouragement have actually tried to take you down. I told you, remember, it is David that wrote this psalm. It's David the one that's penned these for us to read. Don't forget King Saul tried to kill him multiple times. There was times where he was playing his instrument and King Saul took a spear and tried to stick it through and he stick to the wall. There's many times he'll sent messengers to go and kill David. Many times he would try and find David himself to try and take him his life. Listen, people can do us wrong. People can try and swallow us up. People can try and say things behind our backs. They try and do us wrong. They try and stab us in the back. The first peril we need to come to, we need to understand is people. The word he used here was that they would have swallowed us up. People, if you allow them, if you don't focus on the Lord, you can allow people to swallow you up. You can allow people to engulf you, to surround you with negativity, to surround you with pain, to surround you and take your destiny. But you need to be like this psalmist and said, had it not been for the Lord, had it not been for the trust in my Lord. Listen, as long as Jesus is alive, listen, people can turn away from me. People can backbite. It may hurt. But as long as I keep my focus on Jesus Christ, the one who would never leave me nor forsake 
forsake me. I can have a future and a hope. I can stand strong because Jesus Christ, I understand, is called Emmanuel. And we know it is God with us. He will always be with us. He is the one that won't turn his back on us. He is the one that won't forsake us, that won't abuse us. So when people come to cause us issues and cause us pain and try and swallow us up, we need to remember that we have one that sticks closer than a brother. Can you say amen in this place? We have one that loves us so much. Doesn't matter what all other people are saying or doing. We can look to Jesus and say, God, I thank you that you have been with me when people have turned away. The first peril is people. The second peril I want to look at is waters. Verse number four, the Bible says, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. You know, many times when we look at waters in the Bible, we see that it's used almost as a term of destruction when waters come. And we can see, we understand, if you look at the recent times in countries where they've had floods and so on, you can see the power and the devastation of waters. But the language used here is talking about something that is overwhelming, something that can't we can't continue with something where it is God I need your help when and in Psalm 69 verse 1 and 2 it says here save me O God for the waters have come up to my neck I sink in deep mire where there is no standing I have come into deep waters where the floods overflow me we get this picture of a place where we can't stand we get a place of overwhelming I don't know if anybody's ever felt overwhelmed in this place before maybe the financial situation is over overwhelming. Maybe the work situation is overwhelming and it gets to a place of saying, God, I can't do this anymore. But how many know God will not allow anything more than we can bear? Can you say amen? He will provide a way of escape. When you look back, you said yes at the time it was overwhelming. But when you look back, you see you actually did make it through to today. And you have to look back and say, God, it was you that allowed me to come out when I felt overwhelmed, to come out when I felt there was no exit you provided the exit door when I was going through it looked like I was sinking but you brought me up just like when Peter was sinking he stretched out his hand and lifting up to walk on the water can you say amen in this place we need to understand that God was with us it felt overwhelming and even as I say you can picture of a time when you look back in your history you thought, I can't do this I'm gonna give up but you're here today You've come through that and you look, you have to look back and say, had it not been for the Lord, I would have been overwhelmed. The waters would have gone over me. The third peril here is swollen waters. And this seems uh, uh, similar, but the picture behind this or the word behind this uh, is that we get a picture of being swept away or carried away or being pulled away by the pull and the, the tug of this world. Now, the world that we live in is getting more and more aggressive in its form to pull away believers, to 
pull away from the truth. And there is such a, a large tug, a large pull to take us away. It is one of those things that we need to be careful about in our schools, our workplaces, our universe, wherever we are. There is this perpetual tug, this pull away from what God wants us to be, what God wants us to do. There's been a pull towards certain things, towards certain places, towards certain behaviors. And if it wasn't for the truth that anchored you, you would have been swept away and pulled away by the tide. Many people, many great people have been pulled away by the tide. You know, many things perplex me. One of the things that perplexes me is Solomon. We know Solomon was the wisest man to have ever lived. And I've said this many times, but I'm not even sure he is in heaven today. Because he was allowed or he was allowed to be swept away. You can read it for yourself in 1 Kings at chapter 11. Before the chapter, it talks about all the wonderful exploits he did, all the wisdom and all the, the riches, all the things that he's done. And then chapter 11 talks about how he was pulled away. His heart was turned away by the women that he followed and loved. Swept away. Pulled away. There's been temptations in your life. Even as I speak, you can probably remember, I was going to do this. I was so tempted to do this. I was going to do this. And somehow, some way, you've made it through back into the fellowship of Jesus Christ. You've got to look back and say, when people were tempting me to do this or say this or go a certain way, you managed to stay close. And you look back and say, had it not been for the Lord, I don't know what I would have been involved in or where I would have been. Or maybe I would have been locked up in prison because... Because what that was doing was illegal. Listen, we need to look back at our life and realize that God has always been there helping us, guiding us. He's never left us. Emmanuel, God with us. Now, all up until now, we've been talking about the past tense. In our psalm, verse 1 to 8 is the entire psalm, but 1 to 7 is talking about the past tense. It starts off saying, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. And it's good to remember. It's good to remember the past. But I want to look finally as we go from the past to the present. Because verse number 8 in our text, it says, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Right then we see the transition that the psalmist has made. Because all throughout the psalm, verse 1 to 7, he was looking back at what God did in the past, at how God delivered him in the past. And as he was looking back and recounting through the perils of life what God has delivered him for, I can see each time he was saying it, he was getting more confident about the future. So then he looked back and enabled him to have power to look forward to the future and say, God is our help right now. He was our helper, but he is our help right now. And that gives us a future and a hope to say God will be our hope and to continue on. It was the same young man, David, when he went to go fight Goliath. First of all, he looked back to say, God delivered me from the bear and delivered me from the lion. So he will deliver me from you, O Goliath. We need to take that and take that in our life to say God has brought us so far. He's not going to leave us right now. He's going to continue to help us. That's why verse 8 says, our help 
is in the name of the Lord. Our help is no longer was. It is. It's present tense. And it's going to be future tense also. We need to understand God was our help. But God is our help right now. So if we come to a situation again. We come to a stumbling block again. Remember that God is our help. Can you say amen in this place? We can stand to say God has done it before. And God will do it again. That's why his name is God with us. Can you say amen in this place? Come on now. We say God with us. Not God was with us. God is still with us. And he will continue to be with us. We should have that hope that anytime we wake up, remember Emmanuel. God is with us right here, right now. Remember anytime you go through something that looks like it is going to overwhelm you. God is with us. Can you say amen in this place? We look like people are going to desert us. Fine. Desert us all you will. God is with me right now in this place. We need to go and say God it is you look at Psalms uh, sorry 1st Samuel 17 I was talking about David and Goliath verse number 37 he says moreover David said the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine and Saul said to David go the Lord be with you that's what God wants to say to you today this morning go the Lord be with you Go, the Lord be with you. Face the temptation, the Lord's going to be with you. Face the overwhelming situation, the Lord's going to be right there with you. Come on, face the perils of people backbiting you, family members, maybe abused. Listen, the Lord's going to be with you. We need to be encouraged this morning. To know, yes, look back in our rear view mirror and see what God has done from in the past and use that to be a, a confidence builder to say God is going to do that again in the future. Come on now. And this is what we need to pray for, to say, God, you've done it back then. Let's do it again right now. Listen, I know this world is getting messed up and some people talk about conspiracy theories and all this nonsense. I'm like, listen, the Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. Listen, if God was able to save and deliver people back then, come on, right here in 2023, he's able to save and deliver us right here, right now. Doesn't matter how evil this world gets. Doesn't matter how terrible this world gets. We serve an almighty God who is a deliverer. Doesn't matter what's going to happen. Come on now. We serve someone who's able to take us out. He took the children of Israel through the Red Sea. They walked on dry land, delivered from bondage that's the same thing that's going to happen to us in this day and age because my God doesn't change it's the same God yesterday today and forever so whatever the devil can throw at us in this day and age we know a God that has delivered before and he will deliver us again come on so we can have some victory in this place knowing that nothing is going to stop us let's give a shout of praise in this place come on now Emmanuel God is with us. I love the fact that it is present tense. Present tense always moves. Come on now, because today he is with me. Tomorrow when I get there, he's going to be with me. Next year when we get there, 2024, he's going to be with me. Come on, present tense always goes with us. And that's why I love the fact that when Jesus Christ went down into the grave, he didn't stay there. He wasn't history. Um, He is alive and well. 
seated at the right hand of the Father. Holy Spirit is here with us today. And we can say, God, Emmanuel, God is with us. I want to leave you with uh, one last story. One last story. When I was uh, saved, I uh, regularly had fear or anxiety about anything. Um, Speaking, um, public, anything. Um, But I heard that Emmanuel, God was with us. That's what I heard. So before I did anything, I'm like, God, I'm scared right now. If I, if, if whatever it is, if I had to go and stand and preach, I go, even just go speak to some, give them someone a flyer. <laughs> I have to pray, God, you said that you're with me. So just like Peter, for my namesake, come on. I'm going to step out of this boat. And you said that you're with me. I'm going to trust you. And I've been doing that for the last 15 years. As I look back, had it not been the Lord, I don't know where I'd be right now. So I've taken that with me in everything that I do. As I came to Hull in January last year, same thing. I said, God, scared. Can I be honest with you? Come on, can I be honest with you? God, I'm scared. I can't do this. But I look back in my rearview mirror and I say, okay, you delivered me there. You delivered me there. You gave me victory here. You provided for me here. You conquered death here. You directed me here. Well, I'm going to take that and say, God, you're going to be with me in hell. And can I tell you, he has been with me every day I've been in this city. Come on now. Come on now. And that's the God I present to you this morning. Emmanuel, God is with us.